Broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout, it's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the Stolen Droids Podcast. I'm Sonner. I'm Zoot. And it is number 300. You know, you said very special episode and I immediately thought, which one of us is going to have the drug problem? Or the eating disorder. Or the pregnant girlfriend. Or the touchy uncle. I don't know if I could top a touchy uncle. There's an actual episode of uh, Beverly Hills 90210 with a touchy uncle. Oh, goodness. There's also a really great one where a kid shoots himself. Turns out it's the same family. Wow, that's a messed up family. Yeah, the family has the kid that shoots himself on accident, acting like a complete doofus with a gun, and then has the touchy uncle. You know, speaking of guns, I got to say, I had a very nice surprise the other day. I actually won a rifle from a local, local. I want to say sporting goods store, but it's not. It's kind of the store where you go if you need beef jerky or ammunition or jeans or a bomb. A general store. A, a general tank. store. Yeah. You can buy a tank. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. Like a water tank? Like a tank tank. I'm sure Larry Korea's shop there. <laughs> For Yard Moose Mountain. Yeah. Um, Special thanks to our sponsors for sticking with us for 300 freaking episodes. Uh, big shout out. Well, I'm not full 300, uh, but truckradio.net, our very first one. Cryptonradio.com, our very second one. Stitcher, Open Book Audio, our third one. Uh, WP Cycle Web Hosting, who bailed us out and have just... Uh, we've been with them for like 160 episodes now, haven't we? Is it that long? It's been a long time. Um, I still have the Twitter conversation where they poached us from our last hosts who were just screwing us over. And these guys have been nothing but awesome the entire time. Uh, yeah. And if you need a website, you need to go through them. Yep. Just yep, saying. You do. They're great. Yep. Um, Joe over at uh, Radio KSCR, the fine folks at Geek Factor Radio. Fine, fine folks. And their productions. Yes. And their cosplay. We got to see them last time. They all did Overwatch. It was quite cool. And let's give a shout out for Wizarding Days as well. They haven't That's... supported us in the past, but we're willing to forgive them. Who, Wizarding so, Days? There yeah. was no past with them. They're new. Well, they're wizards. They should have been able to do this. <laughs> They've got time turners. Check it out, though. WizardingDays.com with a Z at the end because, you know, it's Utah. It's hip. It yep. is. But, yep. That's coming up in just a few weeks. We're like a month away or something. It so. is Utah. It is Utah, which means it's currently one degree outside. That's Fahrenheit. For all of our commie friends, that means it's negative 17 degrees Celsius. Um, that is what the C stands for, right? I think so. I communist. think so. Negative 17 communist. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> screw you, Mother Nature. You know, I where I'm at, yeah, it's also one degree here. Uh, my house, uh, it, when I woke up this morning, it felt with the wind chill, like 18 below. Yeah. Well, um, I live down South of, uh, of Zoner and strangely, even though I'm like a good hour and a half, two hours South of you, we've gotten more snow than anywhere else in the state. Yeah. It's kind of absurd. Uh, we've gotten at least 24 inches in the last week. Yeah. I think we've got about half that. I've decided that I'm going to forego the snowblower. I'm just going to go straight to flamethrower. Yeah, you know, I was talking to my wife the other day. I told her, I said, you know, I think I 
just need to buy a, a snowplow. I've got a huge driveway. Uh, I can park seven cars in my driveway and not have them go onto the sidewalk or street. It's pretty or, impressive. Onto the blocks you have on the lawn? Or onto the, yeah, exactly. Um, but I told her I need to get a four-wheeler that has a snowplow attachment on it. No, no, no. There's, there are attachments you can get even for four-wheelers. There are snowblower attachments. So instead Ooh, of having to fun. ram the snow and possibly damage your snowblower, you just coast along at, at an easy 10 miles an hour and basically just destroy everything in front of you. So don't hit the cat or anything because it's gone. Small children. The thing looks diabolical, and I so want one. That's cool. Yeah. Um, well, we've, we've 300 episodes, dude. I know. Congratulations. You've Thank tolerated you. me for that long, and I know, in turn, I, know. I have tolerated you. Uh, recently, <laughs> on that note, my wife and I recently uh, celebrated our ninth anniversary. She said, have now you remember. Have been married that long? Holy that crap. That long, yeah. She goes, uh, now remember, you said for the 10th anniversary, we could go on a cruise. You promised me when we got married that at the 10-year anniversary, you'd take me on a cruise. And I said, well, yeah, but I promised that because I was fairly certain you wouldn't be able to stand me that long. Yeah. We've we've lasted longer than any expectations. I don't know if I should be held to that promise. She didn't agree. <laughs> I've got some tips for, for booking a cheap cruise, so we, so we can th- talk off air. 300 episodes, 52 episodes a year. We've been at this a while. Started with four. We've seen a few people come and go. And We've gone back up to four a couple times. I think our, our biggest, we had seven people on the episode. Yeah, it's too much. Yeah, that was... <laughs> I think that was the episode where I just about broke down crying. Yeah, that that's rough, though, too. And we were doing it different back then, too. That was probably a Skype episode. Yeah. Well, speaking of rough, we have feedback from him this week. <laughs> nice. You, you pissed you... someone off, didn't you? I did. I did. I went right for the jugular with him. Um, he says, you podcaster, you, how dare you say I sound English? Just for that, I will not come on your special 300th show. Cheers, Ruff. Which is why Ruff is not with us. Right. 300. I feel like we should be like have like CGI six-packs added on to us with big old shields and spears. This is seriously, though, a major achievement unlocked. Because you think about how many podcasts come on and do an episode or two or three episodes and then they're gone. Mm-hmm. And then you look at us, freaking 300 episodes. We've been nominated for Tech Podcast of the Year. We've been a finalist for Tech Podcast of the Year three times out of the last four years. Um, we have a lot of listeners, which surprises me every time I hear the numbers. Uh, so thank you all for making this happen because honestly... Uh, we really appreciate it. It's we'd probably do it even if nobody listened because we're idiots. But you know, this we does do, help. It, it does make it a lot more fun to have some sort of purpose and know that people actually enjoy what we do. So thank you so much for sticking with us for all these years. Years. So bizarre. It, it is. That sounded weird. Freaking years we've been doing this. I've had kids like grow up while well, yeah, we've been doing this th- this show is older than my one of my kids yeah same here same here it's 
almost as old as another one of mine. Good crap. How many times have we heard puppies in the background here? Puppies, <laughs> red alerts. My cat's currently trying to get in. Is he is he meowing at the door? No, he's doing the whole little kung fu paw thing on the door. Oh, okay. Yeah, a lot has changed. It You've really moved. has. I've moved. Yeah, it's been fun. Yet here we are. We are the one constant in an ever-changing world. We've gotten to talk to a lot of celebrities that we probably never would have ever had the chance to otherwise made some now, friends out of them i'm gonna i'm gonna put you on the spot here we've met a lot of really cool people we've done a lot of really cool things do you have a favorite person that we've met doing this oh like you how do you mean favorite like as a person favorite as in what they do just your favorite experience in interacting with with anybody that we've interviewed or, or I've loved our interviews with uh, Whitney Avalon. I could talk to her endlessly. She is just so much fun to talk to. And I felt the same way about Lisa foils, like genuinely fun interviews. I concur. They, they were just such a blast and that's not me sucking up to them. I mean, I would because they're awesome people anyway, but just legitimately fun to talk to. And I feel bad because, well, especially with like Lisa Foyles, our interview with her, we didn't actually talk about anything. <laughs> it was just a conversation. Point, she was, yeah, she was she was between shows then, she was, so she wasn't promoting anything. We were just shooting the breeze, you know, and it was just so much fun. Um, I'd have to say Larry Korea. I've become a diehard fan of his work. Awesome guy, too. We had fun talking with him. Yeah, I always love chatting with him. He's one of my favorite people to talk to. He's a little to. bit more bombastic. Um, is they, There's probably one that I'd never want to do again, and I wish we had done to begin with. Which one? Oh, do I dare? It's been long enough, I guess I could say. Was it, was it Yahtzee? It was Yahtzee. Oh, my Lord, that was a painful interview. Oh, that was so bad. It's because I wasn't on there. You know, I would have no. I would have been there to help make it even more awkward, which would so, have been. Yahtzee Crowshaw, um, Crowshaw, however you say his name, um, does zero punctuation for The Escapist. And he also writes books. And he brought out Mog World, which was one of his first book. And then his second book was Jam. And he was doing the audiobook through our friends at Open Book Audio, and they arranged an interview for us so we could promote the book, and he could be on the episode, and everything would be great. And he said, okay, um, I'll, I'll do it, but I really don't want to talk about zero punctuation. That's kind of like asking... That's his thing. That's his thing. That's like that's like interviewing Nathan Fillion and having him say, "I don't want to talk about Castle, Firefly, or really any acting project ever." I don't want to talk about acting. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, what do you have for lunch? Do you often have that for lunch? What's worse is the fact that I guess somehow he got it into his head that this was going to be like a five-minute interview. Oh, really? So as we're sitting there trying to stretch it for time, he gets bored and starts working during the interview. 
That's awesome. I can hear him like typing and just kind of doing this. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Well. Okay. Uh huh. And it was just painful. By the end of it, I'm just like, shoot me now. We're done. That's awesome. How about you? Any favorites? You know, I, I think one of my favorites uh, was Carrie Keegan at Salt Lake Comic Con last September. Um, she was just fun. Just fun. That as far as in person interviews go, I was really bummed to see that she got fired from the Celebrity Apprentice uh, in week one. But um, yeah, she was a lot of fun. Uh, I also I adore Whitney Avalon and Lisa Foyles. Both of them, like you said, they were just they were just fun to talk to. Um, I think one of my favorites though was it, it wasn't an interview. It was when we were down at in Las Vegas for the podcast awards the first year we went down there for that mm-hmm. and i bumped into Kristen netapack in the hall and ended up hanging out with her and her squad all night long i thought that was just a lot of fun met, met some good that's friends. how we got introduced to stephanie thorpe and david net yeah um, yeah i mean so that that was a lot of fun so jonathan colton that was jonathan, a fun one jonathan colton was great we've we've had some cool people we we've met some really cool people and I'm always amazed when somebody is willing to take time out of their schedule to talk with a couple idiots with microphones. I I, mm-hmm. I, I love it. So uh, there is one that I'm actually jealous of. There's one regret I have in our interviews, other than the whole Yahtzee debacle. Um, and that is Kelly Hu. You got to interview her. You got to meet her in person. And I have a story to confess about her. I fell in love with her. She was wonderful. So she is a voice on Kim Possible. Yes. She was in Arrow. She she's been in a whole bunch of stuff. Isn't she is she ageless. In Phineas and Ferb. Yeah, she's in that too. She, she is ageless. She is gorgeous. Yes. So long time back in the day, back when you had to rent your VCR and they came in those blue puffy bags that looked like you should be holding pizza in them. Yeah. Yeah. So my dad rented a VCR and he'd do this maybe once or twice a month. And we'd all go and pick out some movies because you had the VCR for the weekend. So you'd like take home four or six videos. And my parents would always get their videos. They'd pick out two or three. And then my brother and I would pick out some of ours. And looking back, we watched some of the worst movies in existence that way. (laughs) That's usually how it was. Yeah, we were stupid. We were kids. We thought they were just genius. Meteor Man, that movie was tight. That was legit. Most Robert, people don't even... Was it Robert Townsend? Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Um, well, one of them was this absolutely atrocious, and even as a kid, I knew it was horrible movie called Surf Ninjas. Okay. Leslie Nielsen was the bad guy. Yeah. With a very Asian-sounding warlord name, and... There was no real ninjaing going on, and there was no real surfing going on, and it was utterly ridiculous. Well, there is this island beauty in this movie. And keep in mind that I must have been like 13, and it was the very first time I had a crush on an actress. You know, there's always your first one. When you see someone on the screen, and you're just like, she's beautiful, she's perfect, and you just kind of become slightly infatuated with her. Uh Uh-huh. You know, it's usually your very first sex symbol. Olivia so Newton-John here. Yeah. 
Well, I didn't think about it. I didn't know who she was. She was an unknown. I later found out that was Kelly Who's very first role. Oh, was it? She she was my island princess. I'm like I'm like googling images from surf ninjas here. I'm sorry. It's so bad. It's so bad. She looks the same. I know, right? What I is it with you and wit- you Asians just don't age, man? Well, we do, but only like in the last year of our life, and then we suddenly just <laughs> Shang Tsung into a raisin. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> now I have all these images. I just did a Google image search for Surf Ninjas Kelly Who, and now I have all these pictures of Kelly Who on my screen. Explain so, that to the missus. That's not a bad thing. <laughs> well, should we start, start this episode? Oh, we probably should. People have probably tired of our walk down memory lane. Well, apologies first, because we did say that we were going to try and do something special for episode 300. We were going to try and record this live on location at uh, a cafe up in Salt Lake. It's kind of become the geek-friendly cafe, the geek-friendly central station for most of the geek culture in Utah. And they never got back to us. They never gave us permission. Yeah, so I, I I think some people got busy and probably forgot, and I got busy and with the holidays and kind of just got on the back burner. So I'm let, gonna let, I'll I'll take I'll take the fall for this one. Let let's let's uh, let's push that off then for our anniversary episode around April Fools. Sounds good. Okay. Yes. What our is that? Six years. That's six years. Oh, good crap. Yeah. Okay. Uh, into our very first headline, very bait clicky. Um, Facebook hates God. In more ways than one, but. Um, so there is a funny account on Facebook called God. And it's not really God. No, no. God is much more of an LO guy. But. Um, <laughs> is anybody an LO guy? God. <laughs> You know, you may want to you may want to warn your wife to sleep in the other room tonight because there may be lightning coming on your bed. Phrasing. <laughs> I heard myself say that, and I was just wondering and what you, you were going to. I yeah. wondered what you were going to do with it. So this is an account. Uh, the full name of the account is the Good God Above, uh, and you've seen some of his stuff go viral. It it just does. Uh, And he posts oftentimes inflammatory things about people, religions, all in good humor. And there's always some people who get offended by whatnot. So he posted, Dear Americans, stop making your military so damn huge and give people medicine and education because you're sick and stupid. Thanks, God. That's funny. That's funny right there. I don't think it's funny, but... But is it offensive to you? Not really. I think it's just is. It exists. I, I think it's funny. But we disagree, and that's fine. Suddenly, that post was taken down by Facebook. Somebody must have reported it as offensive. It's the only thing I can think of. So they got then he tried hurt. Yeah, then he tried to post saying that it was taken down, saying they banned me for 30 days for having an opinion on military spending. And Facebook blocked that. You know, I wonder if this is just a glitch in the algorithms. Of course. Of course, <laughs> that's what it is. Um, but they weren't just banned from posting on the God page 
which is an odd thing to say, they couldn't post anywhere on Facebook. They couldn't comment on their friends' photos. They couldn't do anything. So they were straight up banned. Straight up banned. And so what this is is stupid people listing this as offensive and getting it taken down. I'm <laughs> I don't know where to go with this. This just seems so indicative of internet culture, doesn't it? It really does. It really I get does. free speech. I get free speech and I can say whatever I want. Heck, I'm even going to vote for a candidate because he tells it like it is and he keeps it real. Oh, you mean you're saying something that goes against what I think? That's offensive and I'm going to report it. Yeah. But that, I mean, and... And, and yes, I said your candidate. That was obviously a jab at, at Trump, some no, Trump supporters. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. But that's indicative of everything that's the way it's been going more and more for like the past what eight years yeah it's getting worse and worse this it, way it is getting worse and worse like everybody wants everybody feels that they are entitled to have their opinion heard and uh, regardless of how offensive or how stupid or how misinformed that opinion may be yet Nobody wants to hear anybody else's opinion. Everybody wants to basically just shout into a mirror. Well, it's funny because it seems that the people who are most adamant that they like telling it how it is and free speech and I just tell it how it is. And I'm repeating that a lot because that's a phrase they use. They're the ones who are most sensitive to this. Yeah. You know, and it's interesting because the people who the people who are out there saying oh free speech this free speech that need to remember that it's the free speech that you don't agree with that you need to be protecting because at some point the speech that comes out of your mouth is going to be needing to be protected because somebody's not going to agree with it right and i think that I think that everybody seems to have forgotten that little nugget of truth. Well, never mind the fact that free speech does not mean what you think it means. No, it really doesn't. It really doesn't. Yeah. Um, speaking of free speech, speaking of companies that don't know how to react well to it, you posted this one. Oh, my It's hilarious. Gosh. This, oh, oh, man. So, <laughs> I have been... In the industry that I was in for a long time, I saw a lot of messed up stuff uh, in terms of customer support, uh, companies interacting with their users. In my case, it was testers. I mean, we had a a, test, a, a customer who straight up called his beta testers racist and stupid and all sorts of stuff because they pointed out typos in the documentation. And so, I mean, I've seen, I've seen it all except this, this is new to me. So there's a company, uh, who, what is it? HRD 6.3. It's like, uh, it's like a ham radio. Uh, yeah. Kind ham of radio software. deluxe, ham radio deluxe version 6.3. Uh, some dude bought it and he 
posted a review on eham.net basically calling out the company for its unwillingness to fix an issue. And he was very respectful. I, I thought he was very professional. He said, look, this is what you need to do. I love this, but you need to fix these things. Uh, he also opened up a support ticket hoping to get the issue solved. And I think, if I recall correctly, they had him upgrade to Windows 10, which then caused more problems. And so he keeps going back saying, look, the, you're not fixing this. We need to get this taken care of. And then they gave him a, a new a new build of the software, basically. Mm-hmm. They said, oh, but, you're, you're not on the latest version. Here, go download this. Download this. Uh, and he said, well, that's not working either. And then they said, okay, this is where it gets weird. I'm going to read this part. I'll read the co- the company. You can read him, okay? Um, he says, he sends in another one saying, that, that build you had me download bricked the software. It doesn't work. They reply, we would also like to request that you not renew your support nor use our software due to the review you placed back in September. Remember that? And they give a link to the review. If you remove the eham review, which was blatantly false, we will remove the blacklist from you call. You are not buying software. You're buying your call signs access to the software. The so-called bug you reported is not one in HRD, but one in the cat commands of the FT3000 radio, which has been verified with Yasao. Again, refer to section 8 of the terms of service, which was written by our attorney. This is... <laughs> this is amazing to me and it escalates from there it goes crazy i mean one of the founders of the company basically goes on to say yeah we're going to sue you for your negative review we're going to do i mean we're going to destroy you is what he was saying to this guy and then one of the other founders of the company is like no no we're not we're really not so this, this guy has been removed from dealing with customers, even though it doesn't look like he has. And then the dude apologizes and says, oh, well, you know, I'm a diabetic and my blood sugars cause me to act insane. So I'm going to see a doctor, which I think is the biggest BS cop out ever. I don't know. I think Facebook, it, it was an algorithm error. Our algorithm <laughs> wrote that response. <laughs> Would have been better. But, but. This has gone viral. It's all over Reddit. There's a massive thread on Reddit detailing like everything that's happened over the last two or three weeks with this. And there's people coming out of the woodwork saying, oh, yeah, these guys did this to me, too. These guys are horrible. So this is this is not good. This is not good for them. I mean, it's a, it's a very specialized software. I've never used it. I'm not familiar with it. And specialized software is some of the buggiest, not because it's bad, just because it it has to do a very specific thing very well for a limited for a limited audience. It's just the nature of the beast. Yeah. Yeah, but this is just is this something that you think will actually destroy this company or do you think probably that not? But um, just it, because there's such a niche thing, people will tolerate this I, kind of nonsense. I would imagine that they'll get bought up pretty soon and they'll continue to exist within a new parent company. That could be. Um, now, there are, has been some updates on it. Uh, I don't actually care 
but <laughs> but just the fact that a company would brick somebody's purchased software mm-hmm. that is just unheard of um moving forward into news of the stupid wikileaks they i don't know post- how i feel about this guy this guy is an idiot um wikileaks julian assange is an idiot uh I know some people look at him like the anti-establishment freedom fighter. I see him as a liar, a political activist, and rapist. Yes, let us not forget rapist. Um, Yeah. So they tweeted that they are thinking of making an online database with all quote-unquote verified Twitter accounts and their family, job, financial, and housing relationships information. One. Why would you announce that? Two, so you're basically saying you feel like doxing all verified accounts. I'm glad I'm not verified. <laughs> you are no. verified on Twitter when you are you reach a level of public interest. So journalists, celebrities, politicians, brands, you know, studios, big things are typically verified. Um, so there's currently like a quarter of a million verified accounts. And they feel like creating a database on pretty much all personal information on this and making it public. When someone actually brings up saying, um, it sounds like you're threatening to dox people. A journalist says that WikiLeaks explains, no, it is to develop a metric to understand influence networks based on proximity graphs. For what purpose? My BS meter is off the charts. Oh, like, totally. That had to have been generated by <laughs> by some website. Because there's no way any normal English sentence works out that way. Oh, no. Totally not. Um, also, um, WikiLeaks is also threatening to sue anyone uh, who calls Julian Assange a rapist. Oh, right. Okay. Um <laughs> If we start getting, like, where is he at? Like, the Portuguese embassy or something? Um, Ecuadorian now. If we start hearing or noticing that we've got listeners there, we might want to stop calling him a rapist, but for now, I think we're okay. He's a rapist. If a country, if an entire country, in this case Sweden, is pursuing rape charges against you, and so you flee Sweden? Yeah, rapey McRape pants. Um, look, WikiLeaks has served a purpose in the past, never a great one. Uh, It's kind of like Edward Snowden. You can put him up as a folk hero all you want, and yeah, some of the work needed to be done, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it was a good person doing it, or they did it in the best way. Yes. Right? Um, chief among that, the whole election hacks. So, this has gone back and forth this week, and this isn't a headline. Uh, in case you haven't been keeping up on it, we'll just give you the fine, the, the big, bold bullet points right now. Earlier in the week, Julian Assange says that the U.S. government is full of it, that he personally hacked the, uh, the DNC's email, that one of the guys at the campaign manager's password was password, and any 14-year-old could have hacked it. Speaking um, of John Podesta. Yeah, and that uh, Russia had nothing to do with it at all. 
But then the CIA came back with evidence so pervasive that even Trump said, yeah, yeah, that happened. And said, no, Putin authorized the hacks, Russia hacked them, then gave the information to WikiLeaks through an intermediary. Now, Trump has still said that the election wasn't rigged. His exact reasoning was because the actual ballot machines weren't hacked. Which, I guess, technically he's right. Uh, uh, although, in some instances, I think there were reports that they were hacked, but they were hacked in favor of Clinton. Yeah, yeah well, we'll always get reports. If we're being completely honest, we'll always get reports back and forth on that. Yeah. Um, so... Let's put it this way, uh, and the reason this isn't fully in the headlines yet is because the security briefing that President-elect Trump went to was this morning. We're recording this on Friday. We haven't had a chance, you haven't had a chance, I haven't done, had a chance to go through the declassified report yet, but evidently the security briefing was enough to get even Trump to say, yeah, that happened, that was in there, they did this. He disagrees to the level or to the extent or to the result but even he says yeah that happened so julian assange is a liar and a rapist <laughs> speaking of trump i would like to uh go back to surf ninjas here this sounds random i get it well okay. you know we want to we want to focus on kelly who all we can instead oh, of Donald man. trump yeah yeah between those two it's a no-brainer it, it really is she has much better hair uh, so she has beautiful hair. Um, sorry, I, I completely <laughs> spaced what I was doing. Um, Surf ninjas and Donald Trump. So it's a VHS tape because again we had to do everything over VHS. We're talking early '90s here. We didn't have DVD players. We didn't even have a VCR then, and they were just loaded with trailers and previews at the beginning. You remember this? I and do. It was always a, coming soon. Like, not to home video, coming to a theater near you. This was the only way they could get trailers out to people. Yeah. Was by putting them part of home videos. Yeah. And it was really funny is when the movie didn't actually then get released or got released at a different time or... It went straight to video. Yeah. And I remember one of the things I saw, one of the trailers I saw in that movie was a trailer for um, Sinbad, the actor, acting as a genie in a movie called Shazam. Not Shaq O'Neal, Shaquille O'Neal playing Kazam as a genie, because that happened in 96. And Surf Ninjas was early 90s. An actual movie called Shazam, where Sinbad plays a genie. I remember this. That movie never happened, according to the internet. According to Sinbad, it never happened. According to everyone involved, it never happened. But there are many, many, many people who remember this movie. I know people who claim they've seen the entire thing. I remember the trailer. So unless we're all just smoking and all part of the same hallucination, something's going on here. Well, the problem is, is that if the internet doesn't have a record of it, it didn't happen. It is for this purpose that the internet archive exists. Well, they've just opened up a special annex of the Internet Archive. It's the Trump Archive. The Trump wing of the Internet. They have interviews, videos, uh, speeches, everything going back to December 2009 of Donald Trump. 
over 700 speeches, interviews, debates, and broadcast news relating to him. Why? Well, because right now it's real easy to go back and find where he's contradicted on things and said certain things, but then he always comes back and says he never said that, right? He never did that. Yeah. Well, what happens when he becomes the most powerful man in the Western world? How hard do you think it is for the president to go in and say, yeah, I'm just going to delete that from existence because I never said it? You know, though, that happens a lot with right. politicians. And it unfortunately, does. the media just kind of goes along with it. It, it well... In a lot not of to this is not it, to this degree, not it, to this degree. And part of that is the fact that technology has advanced. Yes. Remember when this whole email scandal with Clinton came out, you and I talked in the length on this show that this has always been a problem. It's just that technology has advanced to the point where it now needs to be dealt with. Yeah. And it's the same thing here. We have a president elect who routinely says he didn't say certain things when everyone who lives on this plane of reality says he did. Yeah. Um, Nixon did the same thing. JBL did that. BJ. No. LBJ. There we go. Wow. <laughs> JBL? The speakers? <laughs> yes, the speaker company. They were horrible at that. Oh, my gosh. We never released that speaker. We were president. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like an Alzheimer's patient. Um, yeah, it's, it's, we, we know this in the past, and usually it only comes out when memoirs of some White House chief of staff is posted, finally. Yeah. That you, that you find out, oh no, they were lying their pants off. Well, now the Internet Archive will be doing it too. That's good. Hopefully it doesn't get hacked. <laughs> you mean like the FBI? Yeah, probably. <laughs> this is this is a f f funny thing. Oh, it looks like there was an update to it. I hadn't seen the update. So apparently somebody claimed to have hacked the FBI's website you, uh, that was running on Plone CMS. Uh, they originally claimed it was hacked using a zero-day vulnerability in Plone, but I guess... Clone says no. Um, there was no zero day, um, so I don't. I don't know with this update. I don't know what happened now. So they they were hacked, but they weren't. Well, uh, they were hacked, um, and the hacker um, who goes by the name what is it Cyberzeist? Yeah, um, said that he would be hacking it using a known zero day exploit that was for sale on the dark web. But when it was hacked, Plone said, no, they didn't use that. They didn't use any known breaching protocol. So I think that there is a new way to do it that he he found and use that instead. Now, worth noting here is that CyberZeist has hacked the FBI's website before. Yes, he has. He did it. Um, he did it a while ago. Uh, when he was part of Anonymous. Yeah, but then I guess he initially exposed this flaw in December, telling the FBI, hey, patch this before I make it public. And they never did. Because government. If he can do it, you know China's doing it. You know Russia's doing it. Yeah. I mean, that just, it's crazy. 
It's crazy. So hack Zoner is not in effect. However, hack FBI is. Yeah, and now of course, not just the FBI saying that this is fake, or rather, Plone uh, is. Um, the guy who maintains the EU website also says that this is fake. But I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know what to believe anymore. Is this fake news or not? Well, and the problem with this is, is that really the government doesn't exactly have the best record for keeping hackers out. They really, and they don't have the best record for full disclosure when hackers do get in. You know what they should do? They should sanction CyberZeist. So anyone named CyberZeist isn't allowed to hack their website anymore. Oh, that's a good idea. That's a That'll good fix idea. it. That'll, yeah. 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 Problem solved, people. I, I I just want to remind people. I'm currently getting identity protect identity monitoring, not really protection. So, so from would you the say US that government? Yeah. So would you say that uh, people are sanctioned from uh, from hacking you? I I have not been hacked since the last time. Okay. <laughs> so so something's working, but you know, uh, talking about hacking. And we should have talked about this with the Russia stuff, but CNN is, so CNN is in trouble because uh, they posted or they they did a story talking about how uh, Russia had hacked the elections and how they had done all this. And they actually used screenshots in the background from Fallout 4 where you try to hack a terminal by guessing the password. Um, they only had it on the screen for a fraction of a second, but people caught it. And now, like, CNN is just catching all sorts of crap. And this isn't the first time they've done something like this either. Do you, do you remember when, um, I think it was a German news agency reported on SEAL Team 6 destroying, you know, killing Osama bin Laden, and they used a picture from like Star Trek. Yeah, didn't they? Uh, and then there somebody... was another one, and I want to say it was CNN or maybe it was Fox News. It was one of the two of them I was talking about the United Nations Security Council, and they used the logo from the UNSC from Halo. Yeah, United Nations Space Command. That's the one I was just thinking of. That's what I was just thinking of. Here's a wise idea: don't just go to Google and pick the first image you get in an image search. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is just funny. They they have millions and millions of dollars at their disposal. You would think they would be a little more careful with the news that they put out there. Well, surely they have like a subscription to Getty Images, right? I would th- I would hope. I would think. Hope. Um. So here's a funny story. Most people don't realize this. We are taught that we never talk about what we make, right? But the truth of the matter is, is that it's actually a good idea to share what you make so you don't get screwed over by your employer. I this make is, money. That's what I make. Yeah. This is so true that many positions, especially in publicly traded companies, not only are you supposed to tell people what you make, it is posted for public viewing, in fact, they have to announce what they make. Uh, it's part of all sorts of federal regulations, shareholder regulations, a bunch of different ones. Well, Google doesn't. And the government is being is suing them for it. 
and is threatening to cut government contracts with them because they are not uh, abiding by it. Now, this is something that is done by the FTC, uh, the OFCCP, and the SEC. Even though I don't think it lists those other two in there, I happen to know it does because I work for a financial company now, and they drilled this into my head. They indoctrinated me. Oh, you've been brainwashed, brother. I have. I have. Um, uh, they're saying that they don't need to um, to share this information, that it's protected, that it's in the employee's best interest not to share it. In reality, I'm calling BS on that. I'm saying it's because Google doesn't ever want to actually admit that some of their employees are worth more to them than others. And this has precedent. Google hasn't exactly been the most forthcoming with their diversity or their equal opportunities. So, but you know, when I think about Google and I think about Google IO, the people that are giving this, the presentations at, at Google IO, you know, you got women, you got Indians, you got not a lot of white folk up there. Well, so, you know, there's at least one of each, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's diverse right there, man. Oh, totally. That's diverse. totally company of thousands and thousands of people. You have one woman up there. You have one Asian and you have one Indian. Well, no, they they have at least two women because I know one who used to work for them. And she was probably there about the same time that Marissa Meyer was there. Yeah. So they had at least two women. Diverse. See this guy on stage? He's a gay Jewish black man. Triple whammy. That's all our diversity right there in him. What they need, and this would this would like be the ultimate in diversity. Six foot tall, naturally redheaded Chinese woman with green eyes. Who speaks with a lisp. That right there would be all the diversity the company would ever need. But see, then they'd have to worry that the government forces them to say that they pay her half as much as anyone else. No, 78 cents. <laughs> 78 cents as much as that. She's freelance. We don't have to abide by federal minimum wage. <laughs> She's an independent contractor. Exactly. Um, speaking of big companies making dumb decisions, remember last week when we gave Colin crap about Apple and the new MacBook, and he said, well, we have to keep up, and that means by going backwards and using brand new tech that doesn't work with anything. Yeah. Like Colin well, wasn't very happy about it either. I, I kind of ranted on him because it made absolutely no sense. Well, I'm not the only one who thinks that, evidently. There is a Kickstarter um, that is building a little device, and you can buy it from them for $69 starting in March. It's a docking station. It plugs into the Thunderbolt port, and it automatically replicates an HDMI port, some USB Type-Cs, uh, an SD card connector, some USB uh, regular connectors. I mean, this seems pretty awesome. It's strange that Apple wouldn't make this themselves. I love the headline on this, though. 11,000 people bought an adapter to give the new MacBook Pro the same features as the last one. Because courage uh, that right there tells me that apple made a big mistake and from what i can tell i think this is the direction that they're going to keep going and i yep. think other companies are going to follow suit which well apple's making another big problem that we'll talk about here in a second yeah but they're they're totally tone deaf to their to their market which 
is concerning mm-hmm. long term. Um, last quick little headline here before we get into some CES coverage. Uh, France actually, they did something tech-wise that's actually pretty smart. Now, we're quick to bag on France. Because, you know, monkeys France. that they are. Yeah, they just go eat their cheese and surrender. But got to give credit where credit's due. So, um, now granted... They're all lazy there, so this makes a little bit more sense. But (laughs) my wife uh, recently went back to work. Uh, First time in our marriage uh, that she has worked full time. You know, the kids are a bit older. And what she did was she added her company's email to her phone. And I just sat there kind of smiling and shaking my head because I knew it was next. And suddenly she can't put it down. She's responding to email constantly. She doesn't have to. In fact, her bosses have told her to stop, but that's just her. That's just how she is, right? I'm the same way. And in fact, most people are. Once they get work stuff put onto their phone, it just naturally becomes part of their routine, right? Well, France has actually enacted a law now, and it started in January 1st, so it started almost a week ago. They now uh, Workers have the right to disconnect. That if they don't want to answer anything after business hours or after their hours, the company can't make them unless they establish a new working contract. I think this is awesome. This is awesome. I was up on my roof one night. It was a Friday night a couple years ago, uh, putting Christmas lights on my house about 8 o'clock at night, 8.30 at night. And I got a phone call from my boss asking me why I had not yet responded to an email that had been sent out half an hour earlier. Because it's Friday night at 8 o'clock and I'm on my roof. Well, you're on call 24-7. Uh, no, I'm not. Well, you ha- we have a policy. You need to answer every email within X amount of time. So, I I was constantly doing that. My wife... The best vacation we ever took was a cruise because I was off the grid. I had no no access to email. She loved it. And see, employers count on that. That's why we're salary. Yes. Yes. And so I love that France has done this. Kudos to you, France. Uh, this this needs to be more of a thing. Thankfully, the company I work for now, uh, they would not allow me to put my work email on my phone. They gave me a different phone. They said work is work, home is home. When you're home, you need to be home, which is really nice. It's very nice. Mm-hmm. And so, but you're exactly right. It, it will consume people. And I think it, it really kind of sucks for employees because when you're working in the office for 10 or 12 hours a day and then you go home and you're doing email on your phone for another six or eight hours you burn out real fast you hate real fast. you hate your job very quickly doing that yep um moving on into some ces stuff ces this year 4k and 8k display smart homes drones you know like every ces for the last five years you know there was like nothing nothing at ces that i cared about Nope. But there were some interesting things that popped up. Kind of some funny things. For one, Alexa was everywhere. 
Yes. Amazon Echo, Amazon Dot was everywhere and tons of knockoffs, which we know because Shenzhen Electronics Limited uh, knock off everything. And Alexa was really the star of CES. It was everywhere. Uh, so much so that Ford has actually announced that they will start putting Alexas into cars in 2017 by the end of this year. Now, I don't know how strong Alexa is as a digital assistant. I've heard some mixed reviews on that. To me, whatever assistant goes into your car has to be rock solid. So I don't know enough to say one way or another if this is a good idea. But it is kind of another option. I like that. You know, I I saw a study a while ago that said that the the voice-activated assistants are actually more of a distraction while you're driving than typing something on your phone. Just I'm not because sure of I the believe fact, that, but... Just because of the fact that it, you say, okay, text this person. You want me to look up this? No, that's not what I said. I said send a text to this person. <laughs> I see what you're saying. I see. Okay, yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> and... And I totally agree with that. It's a nightmare. I try so hard to use just voice commands while I'm driving with OK Google, and it's not easy. I just activated OK Google. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, um, but uh, what's notable, noticeably absent from CES, even though it's supposed to be just as big, Apple's HomeKit. Apple never goes to CES, and I get that, okay? They go to their own WWDC, their Worldwide Developer Conference. I get that. They wait for things on their time, but HomeKit is different than a normal Apple product. HomeKit's place is at CES because all the vendors who build smart home devices are at CES. Yeah. And Apple is completely missing the boat. They're not there at all, which isn't really surprising when we consider how slow HomeKit has been to expand and develop. Google Home, Google Hub, is brand new on the scene, and they've just exploded. Amazon, which we thought was going to be an absolute joke, has completely dominated it. Do you think that if Apple would go out of their comfort zone, so to speak, and go to places like CES, that some of this tech that they're trying to push on us would be more readily adopted. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, moving forward. Cause we're running out of time here, but it, it but, seems like they just play agree, in their yeah. own little walled garden and they don't, they don't want to play with others. They don't want anyone to see the man behind the curtain. They don't want others to see that there is a curtain. And if they were to go to a trade show like CES, they would have to share time with the rest of the industry, an industry that they've tried very hard to convince their customers doesn't exist. Yes. There isn't a headphones company over there. We make headphones. There isn't a router company, even though we don't make routers anymore. Just trust us on this. There isn't a smart <laughs> home company. That's us. There isn't a PC company. There's us. And if they were to immerse themselves in this industry trade show, it would destroy that illusion that it they really think would. that they've conned us with. Um, moving forward, speaking of illusion, LG announced something uh, really, really exciting. It's a new soundbar. It's a soundbar of, what is this, like, let's see here. Um, it looks really nice. It can put out uh, 96 kilohertz audio at 24 bits, incredible data stream. Um, in fact, they are listing it as a 4K high resolution. 
This is awesome. Now, for those of you who don't understand why this is so awesome, um, the the 4K resolution is in reference to the horizontal display on a television. It has nothing to do with audio. So the definition, this this 4K thing, it doesn't exist for sound. It's a visual thing. Are these going to be visual speakers for the What they're trying to say is, so I just said 24-bit, 96 kilohertz audio, right? And it can do two channels of it. So 2 times 24 times 96,000 equals 4.6 million bits per second, or 4K. (laughs) It doesn't work that way, LG. It doesn't. Um, also trying to sell something that doesn't exist, BlackBerry at CES decided to announce their very first phone that they're not making, which isn't their first phone they're not making, uh, because they didn't make the previous ones, made by TCL. It's an Android phone. They don't even have a name for it. Everyone's calling it Mercury, though. They're calling it Mercury, and that was the announcement. They said, we would like to announce the phone that everyone has been calling Mercury. Okay, well, if that's what everyone else is calling it, what do you call it? Well, they didn't have a name. They don't have specs. They don't have anything. They say it'll eventually launch with Android 7.0 or 7.1, though. Oh, so, good. So, it almost has <laughs> an OS locked down. Good. Good. Um, <laughs> it has a hard vaporware. keyboard. It, it has a hard keyboard on it, which is st- stupid in this day and age because what happens when you turn the phone into landscape mode oh i hadn't even thought about that i just thought about the stupidness of it altogether with the, the only keyboard. thing smart about this phone is that the hard keyboard is there the space bar has a built-in fingerprint reader that's kind of cool that that makes sense that's a good placement for it that's a that's a good design yeah the rest of this sucks good job not blackberry um, if you're going to announce something, I mean, really, into our favorites this week. Mine did not come out this week. I just discovered it today, however. It's a very humorous video uh, that I, I think actually Glue, uh, I saw this on Facebook because I feast on Glue posted it, but it's how to read music. If you know how to read music, if you're a magician, not magician, musician, this will be hilarious to you. If you don't, if you don't have the first clue about music, you won't understand this. But trust me, it's hilarious. Check it out. Uh, My favorite is a book that I received for Christmas. It's called Star Wars Art Posters. And it essentially has like all of the artwork for the first six movies and the Clone Wars animated television series and limited edition prints all in like hundreds and hundreds of pages. It is a wonderful book, 180 pages of artwork. Uh, My wife looked at it and said, there's not even any words. Uh, No, it's just art. Uh, So if you like Star Wars and if you like art, this is one that you want to add to your collection. It's normally like 50 bucks or something you can pick it up right now on amazon for less than half that so it's it's pretty good bargain uh check it out awesome well that is episode 300 putting a pin in it 
another milestone down for us. Thank you so much for bearing with us for all these episodes, for all these years. Um, again, listen to us next week. Uh, find us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Give us a call, 801-917-GEEK, or feedback at StolenDroids.com. Let us know what you're thinking and if I've managed to offend you yet. Uh, until next time, cheers. Good day. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Productions.